pop quiz. What percentage of us don't use all our vacation time? 2%, 37%, or 54%? It's me, Cindy. And if you answered 2% or 37%, eh, wrong. More than half of us don't use all our earned vacation time, which makes you go, what? Unless you're one of the 54%, in which case I'm asking, why? It seems that the reason typically boils down to anxiety and fear, that being away could make them seem replaceable or less likely to receive a raise or promotion. But in most businesses, managers, that is to say good managers, acknowledge that taking time off is good for the people who report to them. Heck, in Europe, they take a month or two off, like here, have a vacation, it's good for you. Plus, data doesn't support the idea that those who skip vacations are more likely to get more money or move up. Beyond that, one of three surveyed admit they want to be seen as a work martyr and yet still no more likely to receive a title change or a salary bump than their co-workers are. But here's what work martyrs do gain. More stress at work and at home. A vacation could help curb that, just in case you haven't planned your time off yet. Here's another way to look at it. Your real life in one hand, your work life in the other. A year from now or 10 years from now, which will you remember more? The week or 10 days that you took off to do something special or do nothing at all, which can also be very special, or that same block of time that you were at work. Now, if you're self-employed or own your own business, I get it's tricky, but maybe at the very least, you can make summer Fridays half days or days off entirely. If you know somebody else who's self-employed, maybe you could work out a swap, taking turns covering for each other as an answering service to maintain a level of customer service. Tell your clients you're taking a couple of days off to recharge. Not only will they be happy for you, but maybe you'll be subtly encouraging them to do the same. We only live once, at least in this body. That's my tip of the hat to reincarnation. Or to put it another way, this moment is only right now, and then it's gone. So don't we owe it to ourselves to make the most of every single moment? Don't we deserve some downtime, free time, playtime? Remember summer vacation when you were a kid? All these years later, I'm talking decades, I can still instantly recall the full emotional impact of summer vacation, those last couple of days of the school year when you could barely focus on whatever the teacher was saying because the air had somehow changed and, and it was tingling with excitement, and you were practically tingling with anticipation of the glory and splendor of the days ahead, unscheduled, uncluttered with homework, unfettered by structure, playing outside sometimes till the fireflies came out, and the moon and the stars and beyond, and your mom is like, come on in, and you're like, but mom, would we ever have been work martyrs then? I don't think so. What would little you say to big you about skipping vacation. You could just imagine, right? Probably nothing like, oh yeah, you keep working. Who needs a break? When you think back to being a kid, can you even begin to count the hours that you spent playing outside? Pop quiz number two. True or false, the average child today gets four to seven minutes of outdoor free play every day. Give yourself five points if you said true. A win for you, a loss for the average kid. I mean, four to seven minutes 
average a day? That's a colossal loss. That equates to 2,555 minutes a year total. Compare that to the roughly 1,200 hours a year the kids average on screen time. Yeah, I know. I'm beating this screen time thing over the head. But this isn't about screen time. It's about the exact opposite. Experiencing real life and outdoor free play real life at that. Back at the turn of the century, I'm talking the one that became the 1900s, so we're going way back, there was an English educator named Charlotte Mason who made the recommendation that children spend four to six hours a day outside. Four to six hours? Yeah, while it might seem crazy and undoable and hard to figure out where to find four to six hours of free time during which you could push them out the, I mean, let them enjoy the wonderful outdoors. It turns out Charlotte's findings are still backed by research over a hundred years later. There are a lot of reasons why it's beneficial, but one in particular is simply being in nature and all its wonders. Children who are allowed the freedom of time outside get lost in nature, in their imaginations. You know I'm a big fan and supporter of feeding and giving free reign to imaginations. Kids, adults, me, you. Really, this goes back to that Japanese forest bathing and the German whatever it was called that I talked about a couple of episodes back. And it's all essentially pointing to the same thing. Being outside in nature is really, really good for little humans and those of us who are grown-ups too. You know, even thinking about nature could provide an escape and be something of a mood elevator. Trapped at your desk and none too happy to be there? Waiting till you start that vacation time that's coming? Try closing your eyes and imagining that you're sitting by a lake, maybe in a little rowboat, maybe by a waterfall, maybe standing as the ocean waves crash on the sand or lap up around your ankles, or picture being in the woods on a trail covered by trees with birds singing. Maybe you want to throw in a couple of cricket chirps or perched up on a rock overlooking miles of mountains and green valleys. Spend a minute or two focusing on being there and you'll already start to feel more relaxed and refreshed. Or, you know, take a vacation for heaven's sake. Don't make me beg, it's good for you. And in the interest of you getting outside and having some fun or just taking it easy, I'm going to make this one short. But by all means, I hope you subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast, because mostly it's me, Cindy, wanting us all to get the best out of life. And who could say no to that?